This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about real-world leadership solutions. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. My passion is to help leaders lead more effectively. Welcome to episode number 11. It's all about courage. Courage is the key for leadership. Today's topic is about something that all of us need all the time, and that is courage. How's your courage today? How's your courage factor doing? Every leader needs courage. If you are moving outside of your comfort zone, which uh, is what leadership is all about. If you do not need any courage, you are probably not moving outside of your comfort zone. What do we need courage for? You know, I really don't know uh, exactly where you're at today, but here's some things that I think uh, call for courage and leadership. Getting out of bed some mornings, facing our days, facing our weeks, starting new things as a leader. Improving things that are broken takes a lot of courage. Trying new approaches in your leadership definitely takes courage. Changing things, confronting people. You know, I'm naturally not a people confronter. I'm a conflict avoider. takes a lot of courage to say the right things to people when we as the leaders or managers need to say something. It takes courage to get the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus. Maybe some of you are struggling with people that work for you or with you that just aren't a good fit. It's not only a matter of getting the people at the right spots on the bus, but uh, getting the right and wrong people on and off the bus. That's all about building that leadership team that's really going to fire on all eight cylinders. Facing failure takes courage. Dealing with disappointments. It happens to all of us. I recently went to the Global Leadership Summit, the Willow Creek Summit in Barrington, Illinois, at the mothership. And I want to tell you the story how that all started for me. My son, Mark, about 10 years ago, when he was 22, he was graduating from college. Uh, he's a naturally gifted leader. And he asked me if I'd go to the Leadership Summit with him. How cool is that? It reminds me of one of my other sons, Jeremy, who about seven or eight years ago, took a course on golf in college and asked me if I wanted to learn golf. Well, I'd never been much into golf. In fact, I never played golf. But hey, if your son wants to hang out with you, sign me up. So Mark and I went to the Global Leadership Summit. The first one I went to was 10 years ago, and I've gone just about every year since then. You know, I don't know if you've been or if you haven't been, but I want to give you some highlights and my personal takeaways from some of my favorite speakers at the summit. In fact, I've got five speakers that I want to share with you, just some highlights. So if you're saying to yourself, well, I didn't go, so why should I listen to this podcast? Well, let me tell you, you've saved the registration fee, which could be $150, $175, and I'm going to give you the creme de la creme. I'm going to give you some of the best stuff that I took away. So if you didn't go, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, well, that's cool. You're going to learn some stuff that I learned from amazing speakers in this two-day summit. If you are saying to yourself, well, I did go to the summit, Hans. Why should I listen? Well, let's compare notes. Why don't you compare your notes with my notes and uh, see how we uh, agree and how we might differ. Before I go on with the show, I just want to give a shout out to my uh, daughter-in-law, Jordan, who's a faithful listener to the Leadership Answer Man. And Jordan just brought a beautiful little girl into the world, Macrina Rose Finzel. I happen to be 
uh, she was born the night before the summit started, and I got to be the very first visitor there in Hinsdale, Illinois, at the uh, hospital where she was born and brought into the world. I even met my little uh, granddaughter before her brother, Nicholas, did. I thought that was so cool. Jeremy and Jordan, you guys are amazing parents. I'm proud to be your dad, and I'm proud to be grandpa to Nicholas and Macrina Rose. And a shout-out to Jordan for faithfully listening to every one of these podcasts. Thank you so much. You know what's interesting? Uh, the Global Leadership Summit, whether you're a fan of Willow Creek or not, whether you're a fan of uh, Bill Hybels or not, you have to respect a guy who leads one of the biggest churches in America and has been doing so for 38 years. You know, that takes a lot of leadership fortitude just to hang in there and to continue to flourish. And, and when he started the summit, I appreciate the fact that he said, you know, they have people of all walks of life and faiths uh, who share at this summit and who attend the summit. Now, at the Willow Creek uh, Mothership location where I was, there were 8,000 of us. But another 75,000 people, including probably many of you, listen to the, the broadcast at many sites all across America. And then in about six months, they're going to roll it out internationally. Bill Hybels had a vision for a global leadership summit to help especially church leaders. His belief is that the uh, local church is the hope of the world, but... A church is only as strong as their leadership. And uh, so he started the summit to help church leaders be more effective. And that's cool because that's my passion to help church and ministry leaders be more effective. But I appreciate the fact that he gave permission for a lot of people who may not be people of faith to also be a part of the summit. And I think that's really cool because my own podcast, Leadership Answer Man, is for people who are of faith and people who are not of faith. It's about leadership. Now, I don't hide the fact that I'm a, a person of faith and a follower of Jesus, uh, but I, I learned great leadership principles from the Bible, but I also learned phenomenal leadership principles from people who are sort of out there, maybe secular leaders or people who are not in the ministry or you know what I'm talking about. So the Global Leadership Summit, I happen to think, is one of the greatest values for your dollar just to get some good leadership, a good leadership shot in the arm every August. And I would uh, highly encourage you to sign up for the summit for next August. Uh, if you haven't already done so. It's always uh, early August, and it's broadcast all over America. It's quite affordable. After I went a couple of times with my son, I decided to start taking my leadership team, and we would go together. And, you know, what a great opportunity to listen to great speakers together. And then over the next weeks, uh, we would process together as a leadership team what we learned. And I know a lot of you out there do that. You know, everyone hears things differently based on where you are at in your leadership journey. When you hear a speaker, when you hear a message, when you read a book, you know, for me, it seemed like my favorite speakers at the Global Leadership Summit this year were all talking about courage. In different ways, they all talked about courage. Probably that meant so much to me because that's exactly where I'm at. I'm building something new. I'm starting a new career. I'm putting myself out there, and uh, it's kind of scary, and I need a lot of courage. You know, I have days of faith and days of fear, and one of my greatest enemies is doubt and discouragement. And so courage is so important. If you're a leader, you need courage. And unless you are asleep on your job, I know you need courage. 
No, there there are lots of things that can take courage away from you. I just made a little list here, but I wonder what you would add to this list if I were to ask you this question. What is it robs you of your courage or that makes you fearful about your leadership and about the future and where you're going or where you're taking your people or where your leader is taking you? Here's some of the things that take away my courage. Betting on myself, believing in myself every day. Bills, finances, obligations, naysayers and critics. I don't know about you, but boy, people who criticize me, it really hurts deep. And I like to think I have a thick skin, but I know I have a very thin skin. And sometimes the people who don't believe in you can just take you out. Uh, What are some other things that take away your courage? Failures in the past, in your own work, your own performance, your own leadership. Maybe people throwing your weaknesses into your face and just really kind of taking you out and taking the wind out of your sails. Personal failures in your life, your own personal shortcomings. You know, I'm the greatest uh, expert on my own shortcomings. And believe me, I don't need any critics because I know my shortcomings. And I have to learn to believe in myself. And that takes courage. Leadership failure just generally can take away your courage as you step back up to the plate. What would you add to this list? I'd love for you to write me or post a comment on my blog at leadershipanswerman.com. What would you add to that list that takes your courage away? What I want to do in the show today is I want to share about courage from five very different voices at the summit. I don't know how many speakers there were in total, maybe 10 or 12, but these were uh, the five that I just loved and and, uh, just really got a lot of meat out of. The first one is Bill Hybels. You know, every year he starts the conference off with, with a great talk. And it's always one of my favorites just to listen to him. You know, I know what it's like. I was a CEO for 20 years of a nonprofit. I know how hard it is to endure in leadership over time because, you know, the world changes, the context changes, uh, the players change, the leadership team, and the fact that he's led that place for 38 years and it's flourishing I just respect any leader that leads for that long. Here's what he said about courage. Don't let late-night fear abort your God-given vision. Wow. Don't let late-night fear or in the middle of the night when you wake up and you think about all those things that are wrong or could go wrong. You know, I struggle with that myself. Don't let late-night or the middle of the night fear abort your God-given vision. Be strong and courageous. You know, I deal with that a lot. I love his uh, his verse for the whole summit was Joshua one nine. He actually gave uh, all of us a little printed uh, this scripture on a little card as we walked out the door after that first session. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Well, you know, (laughs) it's easy to say, okay, be strong and courageous. That's God's message to us. But how do you do that? And part of the answer to that was sort of the whole theme of the summit for me. The second speaker that I appreciated so much, General Colin Powell. Now, 
everybody knows who he is. He served four presidents in the White House. He was the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs. I consider him a leader's leader, a leader that I highly respect. Just a couple of his sayings or his, uh, you know, his principles of leadership, just a few that I just love. Number one, he said it will look better in the morning. It's an attitude. Sometimes we just need to sleep on it and it'll get better in the morning. Now, he also choked about the fact that not always, sometimes it gets worse. But, you know, I have learned that time does change things. And, you know, sometimes you can be so discouraged and down and you lack courage. And sometimes it just takes a few days to get back to a place of courage. He said, here's another one of his uh, Colin Powell-isms. Perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. Now, in the military, they talk about the power of force multipliers, where you get more juice out of your forces or out of your equipment or your soldiers or your battleships or your (laughs) airplanes or whatever. But he said one of the greatest force multipliers in the military is perpetual optimism. I like that. He said, never never get too down or too up. Easy to say, Colin, hard to do, but I appreciate that. You're right. It's all about attitude. Isn't it amazing how often it comes back to attitude? Okay, the third speaker that really uh, just really touched my heart. Now, this is, for those of you who don't know anything about the summit, this is going to be out of left field. Mark Burnett, the TV mogul. So here's the question. Can the creator of The Voice and Survivor teach me anything about leadership? I loved his story because it's a story of courage against a lot of odds. He came to, he's British. He came to America with a broke, started selling t-shirts on Venice Beach out in California. And uh, he fell in love with America because he said in America, you can become anything you want to be if you just dream and have courage. That's cool. That's what I love about our country. Uh, He has four TV shows that he created, Survivor, The Apprentice, The Voice, and Shark Tank. Now, he is the guy who has had four TV shows in prime time, all at the top at the same season of the year. It's never been done before. Talk about successful. This guy is hugely successful. Each one of those shows, he said, takes 400 employees. So he has a total of 1,200 employees that he oversees in his leadership. He is a great leader and a caring leader and a wise leader. It was just fun to listen to him. Well, he had this vision to do a 10-hour miniseries called The Bible. And when he began to talk around Hollywood about this, it was the kiss of death. Well, the Bible, probably, if you're listening, you saw it. Over a 100 million people watched that 10-hour The Bible miniseries on uh, primetime television. Against all odds, everyone in his industry told him it would absolutely be the death of his career. It would be the end of him being welcome in Hollywood and on television. But he's a committed believer. He believes in Jesus. He's a follower of Jesus. And he said, you know, I really want to do this. And I don't care. I'm going to bet the farm. I'm going to take my money. We're going to do this. Well, they did it. And it was successful beyond their dreams. He thought maybe they would get 25 to 30 million viewers. They had 100 million viewers. Now, the Bible miniseries is being translated and dubbed and and is rolling across the planet in country after country. And everywhere it's shown, it's number one in its time slot. So isn't that cool? Now, 
he said uh, Hollywood is now jumping on the Bible bandwagon, and they're doing movies on Jonah. There are two studios that are doing competing movies on Moses. All of a sudden, it's in because Hollywood saw that these are great stories, and we can make money on this. Now, the lesson for me and leadership is don't let discouragement stop you. And there was a critical time in his journey with before the Bible came out, the, the miniseries. You know, he had so many days of discouragement and wanting to quit and almost throwing in the towel. He actually uh, did a screening uh, for Bill Hybels and some other uh, Christian leaders. And uh, it was a turning point because Bill Hybels told him, quit being defensive about this thing. You believe in it. Get on the offense. Now, isn't that a great leadership lesson? Let's not be defensive about our vision. Let's get on the offense because you believe in this. You know it's the right thing to do, so just press forward. And Mark Burnett said that was the turning point. They did finish it. They did produce it. They did roll it out, and it was a huge success. Don't let discouragement stop stop you. Let me just say about discouragement, it will come. There is no way not to have days and weeks of discouragement if you're trying to pursue anything great and anything grand. Well, the next speaker, number four, a woman, and she was actually my very favorite speaker, Brene Brown. She is a researcher and a storyteller, and uh, she works out of a university down in Texas. And uh, I would just highly, highly recommend you listen to her YouTube video called The Power of Vulnerability. The Power of Vulnerability. It's a 20-minute YouTube video that she did a number of years ago. It went viral. It's had over 10 million views. Now, Brene is just a humble lady, and she is uh, a great speaker, very effective speaker, really funny, and very, uh, really, she talks about vulnerability. Three things she says we all need. We need to belong somewhere. We need belonging. Number two, we need to be seen and loved. We need to be seen and loved. It uh, reminds me of that movie Avatar. Donna and I often talk about people that see us and people that don't. In the movie Avatar, you remember if you saw the movie, it says, uh, I see you. And what that meant was, I see you for who you really are, and I value what I see. I believe in you. I see you. Don't you just love people that see you? I love to be around people that believe in me, and I love to believe in people. I don't like to be around people that drain me and don't believe in me and that are not vulnerable and that are not honest. But she said, being seen for who we really are and loved, everybody needs that. The third thing we all need is bravery. Here we go. Here's that message of courage again. I need to embrace failure and I need to be brave when it comes, not if it comes, but when it comes. Bravery. She talked about a venture capitalist that she met out in Silicon Valley who funds huge, huge, multi-million dollar startup companies. And he said, I will never fund anyone that has the death fear of failure. In fact, our company doesn't fund anybody who hasn't lost at least a million dollars on a project that they've tried and failed. Failure is the key to, to all innovation. I only fund people who have had a lot of failure on their resume. <laughs> I just think that's so cool. I need to embrace failure. I need to be courageous. Listen to that YouTube video, The Power of Vulnerability. You can just Google. I'll just go to YouTube and look for Brene Brown, B-R-E-N-E Brown. Get into the re arena. Get in there and stay in there. Her message was be courageous each and every day. 
Choose courage or comfort. You cannot have both. Isn't that a great quote? Choose courage or comfort. You cannot have both. I always think of comfort sitting in an easy chair and kind of doing nothing or watching TV or vegging out. And and I love to do that sometimes, but that's not what leadership is about. We have to get out of that chair. We have to act and then people react to us. So she said, choose courage or comfort. You cannot have both. And now this was kind of one of my favorite quotes of the entire summit. She said, you are signing up to get your butt kicked. Get courageous. And then she did the uh, quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt about the critic. And I want to read this to you. And again, all these notes are on my website, leadershipanswerman.com. I always post my show notes. And if you like the show, I'd love it if you'd give me a good review on iTunes and tweet about it or put something on Facebook about it. I'm just trying to get the word out. And I just so appreciate you listening. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcomings. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at best knows at the end the triumph of high achievement? Or who at worst, if he fails, at least fails with daring greatly? So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. The arena. Get into the arena. Theodore Roosevelt, choose courage or comfort. You cannot have both. You're signing up to get your butt kicked. Finally, number five, the last speaker that just really spoke to me was Dr. Henry Cloud, who is a psychologist, written a lot of great books. At the end of the show, I'm going to give you a couple of books that I would recommend. You know, he talked a lot about how in leadership we try to control things, but sometimes things get out of control. Do you feel that way? You know, we try to control things. Results happen, but sometimes the wrong things happen and things get out of control. Things aren't working like we want them to, like we plan for them to, like we engineered them to. We fail. We get turned down. We face disappointment. So what happens to the brain when we fail, when we get turned down, when we face disappointment? Well, he talked about his three Ps, and it's all in his book called Boundaries for Leaders. He says we interpret it personally. I'm not good enough. I feel the problem is me. Wow, I can relate to that. You know, I failed. Now I'm going to take it personally. I'm not good enough. I feel the problem is me. The second P, it becomes pervasive. Everyone feels this way about me. My whole life sucks. Everything's bad. And then it becomes permanent. It will always be this way. Nothing will change. I'm toast. And this gets burned into our brain, into our heart's software. Now, it shouldn't be this way, but he's just saying this is often the way the human heart and mind work. And I've experienced all three of those Ps and saying those very things to myself. There is a way out of this downward spiral. Now, I wasn't going to leave you hanging there. (laughs) What a terrible way to end the show. There is a way out of this downward spiral of uh, discouragement to taking it personally and then making it pervasive and then declaring it's permanent. It has to do with courage. 
Here we go again, that great word courage. We have to reinterpret those three Ps. I'm not going to take it personally because I am good enough. The problem is not me. It's life. It's leadership. It's the way things are. And I just need to get myself up and get back in the arena. The second P, it's not pervasive. Everyone doesn't feel this way about me, that my life sucks and that I'm no good. No, a lot of people believe in me, and I have a lot of friends. Could I give you some great advice? If you get down in the tank and you're just singing the blues about yourself, uh, get with some people that believe in you. This happened to me just a week ago where I was with my buddy Blake, and I had a phone call with him. And I, I kind of had a discouraging day. I had some setbacks. And, you know, we talked on the phone, and he totally shifted my day because he believes in me and told me I'm a great leader. I have so much to offer. And, you know, I just need that, and, and I needed it that day. So how can you shift away from feeling it's pervasive and everybody feels that way about you? Realize a lot of people believe in you and say good things about you and get with those people. It's so healthy. The third P, permanent. No, it's not permanent. I will take courage and I will believe in my vision and who I am. All that is from the book Boundaries for Leaders. Well, we're just about done with the show. I want to leave you the quote of the show from Brene Brown. And here's something else she said I hadn't shared yet. But again, her, her book is called Daring Greatly. I highly recommend that book for you, Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. And listen to that YouTube 20-minute video on the power of vulnerability. She said, never are we more alive than when we are being brave. Never are we more alive than when we are being brave. The other book I want to recommend to you is from Henry Cloud, Boundaries for Leaders. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. And if you ever get a chance, I highly recommend in every city in America, every major city, they broadcast the Willow Creek Summit every August. I highly recommend you take it in. It's worth every penny. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. Please send me your leadership questions that I can answer on a future podcast. And I would love to have you sign up for my email updates at leadershipanswerman.com. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. Keep listening and learning and go out there and make a difference with your leadership.